Hi there, welcome to the Distressed Autistic Youth Empowerment with CZ at EDA. EDA is the mental health charity for autistic young people. We are igniting power and brightening futures. Welcome to the first episode of the series in this podcast. My name is Zizi and I am the founder of EDA. EDA stands for Emotion Dysregulation in Autism, a youth mental health and autism charity based in Birmingham. Today we are joined by Anissa. Hi everyone, thank you for letting me join today. So tell us a little bit about the charity. Yeah, sure. So EDA is a new charity undergoing registration with the Charity Commission, designed for autistic young people aged 12 to 25 with emotion dysregulation. So what is that? So many people aren't, you know, too familiar with what emotion dysregulation is. So it's a type of mental health problem associated with borderline personality disorder, meaning to struggle to communicate and express emotions safely, leading to self-harm. Might I add that not everybody um, who, like, you know, emotion dysregulation isn't just for those with personality disorder. It does affect everybody. Everybody's dysregulated at some point in their lives. Right now, there's no other youth-led peer support charity for autism and mental health together. We're a charity that is for young people, by young people. In this way, we are youth-led. We learn from our lived experience so that others don't have to. We want young people to be able to live a life worth living. Everyone involved, from the trustee board, to the volunteers, to the founder, we all have a personal connection to autism or emotion dysregulation. Lived experiences are central to the management team behind EDA. So what are the team at EDA like? So me, um, I'm the founder, so I, um, I'm i quite accomplished in my track record, I'd say, um, in helping young people. So I've helped um, around 300,000 young people through a youth mental health campaign uh, with a 30, 000, uh, further 30,000 from various you know mental health research projects that I've been involved with. Um, so my work um, in the NHS has helped nine young people avoid psychiatric inpatient admission. Um, and I think around 60% of those, um, um, I think it was either 50 or 60% of those uh, young people were autistic. Uh, I've also given a TED talk, a TEDx talk. I'm an author uh, of a book about my lived experience. I've spoken at various events at the Royal College of Psychiatry, at the Centre for Mental Health, at NHS Confederation Mental Health Network. Um, and I, I think I've helped around a thousand clinicians in total to become better equipped at helping people with mental illness. Um, but that's that's me. Uh, there's also other people on our trustee board. So there's Adam. Um, he's amazing with fundraising so he cycled from Land's End to John O'Groats I thought that was to the bottom of Birmingham to the top of Birmingham but no it's actually a long way it's from the bottom of the country to Scotland I think um so he raised 31,000 pounds for a youth mental health charity that's so much um but he also raised I think 4,000 pounds something like that on another um like kind of mountain hike that he did the other day so he's brilliant with fundraising um and yeah his daughter's got autism so that's why he's so motivated with with the charity uh but yeah um he's our chairperson and then we've got james who's our other trustee he's the only specialist in the whole country uh who uh for autism and eating disorders then we've got hazel she um has ran she's run a ward for young people with autism in forensic secure settings so she worked with young people who were on this thing called exceptional care packages so it was you know really specialized commissioning in the in the nhs um and she worked to um create that ward 
Um, and then Angie, um, she has been trustee chair of another charity before. I think it was for domestic abuse. Um, she, I actually met her when I was a young person in care, and she was my teacher, and she was she really understood autism and, and emotional difficulties. So she's really you know clued up. She's now um, retired from being a teacher, but uh, works towards um, being like a well-being mentor at schools. Then we've got Charlie. Uh, she's a an I Will ambassador, a disability rights activist, and she works with the British Institute for Human Rights tirelessly, you know, as well as being autistic and having um disability uh, that is chronic. Um, so yeah, she's she's brilliant. So yeah, like I said, these are all you know the trustees who have done you know these things independently. They've done that by themselves without the need for the charity, but together working you know, for young people, for the charity, you know, just imagine what kind of change they can make together. Um, so yeah, and then as for me, I identify as a BAME young person, I'm a care leaver, um, I used to have um, BPD, I had psychosis, um, we're going to talk in another podcast about my journey, um, about my own emotionally dysregulated autism, um, and I guess the, the whole point of the charity was I made this so that I could be the person to other people that my past self needed. Um, Ida was was born through feedback, so we knew that this charity was needed um, from you know lived experience of other young people and real young people's stories. Um, after scoping and speaking to so many young people, we know how much of a need there is for peer support, um, and we know that you know with the right people, with the trustees, you know we can we can make this vision happen. Um, I'm intrigued at the fact that there's been very minimal to little contribution from the NHS. Surely this is a mental health problem. It's a really good question. Um, so I'll just give you some stats. So, so whilst there is a three hundred pound million investment in transformation of mental health services, um, you know there there is a lot of money coming into it that wasn't before. Um, but the the main goal for commissioners and NHS England is to reduce reliance on specialist services. So what that means is that they want less people going to inpatient, less people needing long-term support. So they're uh, relying on third sector organisations to take further action, to be commissioned by the NHS to deliver early prevention, early intervention approaches to avoid young people needing specialist mental health services, such as intensive case management or psychiatric inpatient. Um, it's been reported nationwide that the quality of care provided by mental health services has been massively diluted and you know that's saying it nicely you know the government recently reviewed the mental health act to make sure that autistic individuals can't be sectioned purely for autism and you know i've spoken to some of the nhs england commissioners and they 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 spoke to me and said you know actually you know autism it's not a mental health problem um you know Mental illness, emotional dysregulation, that is, but autism isn't. It's a state of being, and it's true, you know, it's, it's not really a disorder, it's a part of you. Um, and so actually, this charity is it's got much more of a social focus on neurodivergence rather than a mainstream mental health service lens. Um, and, you know, commissioners said that actually autism is a social problem, it's not a mental health one. And whilst there is a need, um, there's no current services available for specifically autistics who have emotion regulation difficulties. Um, saying that there is still a need um, so 57% of all psychiatric wards have autistic young people but there's no interventions for them to keep them in the community we really need to help them we need to empower them and we need change so what does Ida actually do so we've kind of like touched upon the why so let's talk about the what 
Yeah, so I'll give you some information about the mission, vision. So our vision is to see a world where young people no longer self-harm for their emotion dysregulation issues. So that's the gold standard. That's where we'd like to see the world in, in you know, many years to come. Um, mission. Um, our mission is to listen to understand distress and listen to respond to stigma, enabling children and young people to feel valued, to feel empowered, facilitating communities to be resilient and skillful. Our values um, are curiosity, we want to be caringly inquisitive about who we work with, we want to be real, you know, we're young people, we don't we don't want BS, like we're real, we're raw, we're honest, uh, we manage expectations. Um, empathy, we all acknowledge and respond to the pain and distress that emotion dysregulation can cause, and so we always act with compassion. We want to, you know, make meaning for young people. We move away from being a helper and a helpy, like how the NHS is. I'm more covered than you, so I'm going to help you. You know, we don't want that. We want to work towards having relationships with young people that are, are mutual, that's hope-based collaboration, you know, learning together, not just I'm going to help you and you're, and you're going to receive. We need to be more innovative than that. And then empowerment is our last one. So we want young people to feel that they know their worth and define their future. Our intended outputs are peer support. Um, so peer support, research, training and social action. That, that's everything in a nutshell. So the peer support we're hoping to deliver with young people um, who have lived experiences, who will be trained in a psychologically informed model um, called low arousal. And then we're also going to get them sensory ladder trained. Um, and then with the research and training, part of this will be um, done with NHS in terms of training and consultancy with NHS about autism and emotional difficulties. Uh, we're going to support um, co-producing research into um, the kind of literature and research base for emotional dysregulation and autism um, and then finally the youth social action we hope to go to loads of different settings like mosques good warriors police stations youth groups lgbt churches black majority churches um, schools day centers to talk about autism and mental illness have those safe spaces but also have those transformative discussions within community settings so yeah that's us in a nutshell Thank you for uh, listening to us today. Um, but yeah, that's, that's us about our charity. Please stay tuned and we'll um, release the next episode soon, and which will be about ZZ's story. Hope to see you soon. Thank you.